0: Hello listeners, this is Mike, and I'm speaking to you post-podcast editing with some spoiler warnings. Derek and I got so excited discussing Umbrella Academy and Lovecraft Country that we inadvertently spoil large parts of both shows. So if you want to avoid spoilers, you can skip from around the 9-minute mark through the 14-minute mark for Lovecraft Country Episode 1, and you can skip around the 16-minute mark through the 22-minute mark For Umbrella Academy Season 1. We also had some major audio issues in this episode, and the levels were way out of whack. I did the best I could to salvage the episode, but if it sounds off, I promise it was way worse before I spent hours fixing it, and I'm hoping we'll have it worked out by next week. I do appreciate you checking us out and sharing in our love of video games and our dumb conversations. On with the show! podcast welcome back people to player two has entered the pod i am your co-host michael peterson aka mc paper stacks and with me as always is my co-host with the co-most Derek
1: Murkison aka the merc man baby
0: Derek, you are sounding smooth as butter today what changed
1: well i got a new mic what yeah it's a nice one too man this is a quick story real quick my uh wife she's really into the podcast and she was like i want to see you do your best i want to be as good as possible so she bought like two to three hundred dollar mic and it did not work Hmm. so for weeks i've been using the microphone that you let me borrow and then she just randomly bought me another mic i'm gonna send this old one back but this one works amazingly and if you can tell by the quality of my voice i'm loving it and i hope you're loving it too
0: yeah no no you sound great and my favorite part was how <clears throat> when you called me i can immediately hear you and we didn't spend a long time trying to get reconnected right uh what we did spend a long time is trying to redo our levels which uh audio is a constant battle uh, yeah. it is the true final boss <clears throat> and uh, i'm sure anybody else that does podcast or streaming can relate definitely so i'm kind of self-taught on all this stuff and i'm doing the best i can but if you have suggestions comments or feedback you can reach out to us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com um, i need help <laughs> so yeah, somebody gotta... help the man help me, help me. We got a great show for you guys this week a lot of good stuff has happened this week and interestingly enough we started out our week kind of differently we i had mentioned on like i think the podcast last week and then on streaming I was taking sort of a social media break, which is low key for, I'm going out of town on vacation.
1: Boop,
0: boop, boop. So after two weeks of heavy quarantining and then, you know, the previous months of, you know, responsibly quarantining, I would say, you know, within the, the reasons of our, our work constraints, we got a cabin, my family, your family, we got together, we hung out. May I say that the impression that you did to your wife earlier was actually pretty spot on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that I haven't heard her talk before, but literally... Listening to you guys talk all weekend, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, my my impression of my wife is always over the top and way overblown. It doesn't sound anything like her. Well, my impression of your wife is over the top and overblown. (laughs) (laughs) My, My wife can be over the top, but in a fun way. I yeah. My favorite part good. about impersonating her is the more ridiculous I make it sound, the more upset she gets. Like she's like, I don't <laughs> sound anything like that. And yep. part of me is like, yeah, I agree with you. But the other part of me is like, yeah, but but you don't you know that I agree with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same
1: thing with Vicky. Yeah. The crazier I get, the madder she gets.
0: She's like, I don't sound like that. Right. It's like, uh. I mean, no, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we got our kids together, little Nora and little Ben, and they were running around, wearing each other down. That was oh good my times. god, yeah. He's still talking about it. He had a really good time. He told me that most the he he had one part of the trip he didn't love. He said that Nora took a piece off of the roof of his house that he built, and he was very um, yeah, that. That sad. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: So uh, we got a chance to play a bunch of games over the weekend, too, which was cool. I helped you finish Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3.
1: Yeah, that had been on my backlog for uh, a few months.
0: Yeah, we'll get into that with uh, what we're playing. But one thing we did do on the cabin trip that I wanted to talk about was catch up on a few shows that we've been talking about. So we had mentioned last week Netflix just dropped an interesting-looking movie starring Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt called Project Power. Yes, we did. Yeah, so it was, I was a movie that was watched. It was. It, it is a movie. It's got actors and uh, a script and a director and a budget.
1: And uh, what'd you think? It was not my cup. I went in expecting really good things because Jamie Foxx, to me, is a very talented actor, mm-hmm. just all around entertainer. Mm-hmm. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, from what we've seen of him in uh, like The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises and other things, he just he's also very good. So. Uh, I feel like the cast wasn't really given much to work with as far as the script and everything, and they just kind of, you know, had to go collect that check, which I'm not mad at them for
0: at all. I think that was the main issue. Yeah, I was pretty harsh on it when I was watching it. I was like, "This acting's bad." I stand by that the acting wasn't the greatest ever, but. Because I remember Vicky was getting upset. She was like, uh, hey, Jamie Foxx is amazing. You shut your mouth. (laughs) And I think, like you said, they were working with the writing, which was really poor. And they were doing the best that they could. But the movie was really poorly directed. It was sequenced and paced weird. It's funny because both of us follow a particular movie critic. Like, I follow a few movie critics. But one of the movie critics that I like online is Double Toasted, formerly known as Spill.com. And Double Toasted, I thought that they would rip this movie apart. And I think they gave it a, a low matinee. They actually really enjoyed the acting in the characters, which I thought was interesting. It's one of the few times I've ever disagreed with them. It's hard for me to place it. I think it's just, it moves along at such a quick pace, which I think is works to its benefit. But for some reason, I was just bored. I didn't really get a chance to get to know or or have any stake in the characters. Yeah. And I felt like Jamie Foxx was set up as somebody kind of cold-hearted and cold-blooded because he would just kill a lot of people randomly. Right. Uh, but also he was kind of also set up as kind of a good, like they were too afraid to like really go there with him, which I think would have made the film more interesting. And Mm -hmm. then it ends up being like a buddy cop film when him and an actual New Orleans cop, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, pair up, and Joseph is actually using the drug. So we, we mentioned kind of the premise last week in the synopsis, but essentially there is this drug that can give you superpowers for, like, five minutes. When you Which is kind of a pie. Yeah, and it's random, <laughs> and it's kind of a little bit Cronenbergian, like, body horror-esque. Like, one guy will just burst into flames, and it looks like it has lasting effects after he finishes using the power. Some people will just straight-up explode, but others actually, you know, gain useful powers. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, apparently, it makes him like like Luke Cage, like he becomes yeah. bulletproof almost. But he'll he'll show visible bruises afterwards from you know what, maybe where he got shot. Like there's there's still lasting effects. Like I think pretty much the whole film, he had like a red a bloody die from yeah uh, yeah.
1: So, and that's the part of the that's the part of the movie that I liked. I did the like that sequence. way the powers were showcased.
0: Yeah, I did like that sequence. Although there was another fight sequence with Jimmy <coughs> Fox in a club, like a underground club, where they were showcasing the drug to potential buyers, like as a military application. Mm-hmm. And it was from the inside of like this tank, and you could barely see anything because the tank was really cold. And I didn't, I think even Double – like that was cool. That was not cool. You couldn't. Yeah, see it anything. wasn't cool at all. And the fight scenes themselves were cut really close and quick, like mm-hmm. you would cut with somebody you haven't had time to train, or like with an older actor. And it didn't make any sense because I feel like Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, they both have like the physicality to pull off action scenes. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know if this movie was rushed or what was going on. So, yeah, I mean, I think if if the premise interests you at all, definitely check it out. But I would lower expectations. I I think it's not going to be like you said, everybody's cup. It certainly wasn't ours. Right, uh, and, and it, it really just came down to how it was presented. I think it's an interesting idea. I think it was poorly executed. That's just my opinion. yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna say uh, too many main characters that don't get enough to do, mm-hmm. and by the time the movie ends, it's like okay, who are these people really?
0: Yeah, like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when stuff went down and people were about to die I was just like I don't care I just don't right. care so that's not really good when you can't endear yourself to the characters or like apply yourself to the plot so right yeah'll see we, we watched a few other things uh, for the first time Lovecraft country debuted on Sunday on HBO we got a chance to check that out together. Mm-hmm. Kristen, my wife, she she dug it. She, she's interested in checking. She doesn't like, it got a little gory because, you know, it's Lovecraft monsters and they attack and things get messy. She's not into that, but she'll overlook a, a bit of gore if there's intrigue in the story. And She kind of liked the mystery surrounding all of it. What would you think? I
1: really enjoyed it. The one thing I will say, and uh, Vicky will probably say the same thing, there was so much racism, and I get it. It's set in the 60s, I think.
0: No, it's even older than that. It's like in the uh, I think it's in the twenties or the forties. It's in the twenties like, or the forties. Good God!
1: Yeah. No, yeah. Emphasis, it was like this. Yeah, emphasis, in,
0: in the sixties, we had civil rights and fighting. Yeah, and that's With like, right. police, but this this is back when if you go to a town, they can kill you, and there's just nothing that can be done.
1: Yeah, like there was a there was a lot of uh, stuff I hadn't even heard of before. Like they brought up the concept of uh, sundown county. Yeah. And I had never heard of that. And apparently, if You were black, and you get caught in the town after sundown. Then they would just—the cops or whoever—white would just kill you.
0: They lynch you, yeah.
1: Yeah, they lynch you. And I was like, God damn, this is.
0: Well, to pull back on the plot, so you have a man who just got back from the war. I'm assuming uh, World War One, perhaps. Maybe. Or World War Two. I can't remember which one, but he did some fighting. And he's a bit of a bookworm, like he really likes adventure serials. He was there's a scene where he's telling a woman about a book he's reading about a Confederate soldier who finds a cave and ends up going off to Mars. It's like a real book, but I can't remember the title. Mm -hmm. And she's like, You're reading a book about a Confederate soldier? And he's like, Well, I'm just I'm taking what I can get. You know, ain't nobody writing stories about us. He gets a letter from his estranged father that he has some kind of inheritance or something, and his father goes missing. And it happens to be in Lovecraft country is what they call it. Uh, right. was, it was it somewhere in the South? I can't remember exactly where. Like, yeah, I don't remember either. But he goes to see his uncle who lives in Chicago and his uncle runs a business for safe traveling for people of color. So he'll actually travel around the country and kind of talk about hot spots in the South that you want to avoid, you know, dangerous sundown towns, as it were. And Mm -hmm. safe places where you can go to eat and where you can go to stay and not be accosted. So he does dangerous work, but he does it for a very good cause. Mm -hmm. And one of the the things I did like about the show was him, his wife, his kids, the main character, some other people that come in. Like all of of them seem like well-rounded, like they live their lives. And racism was a part of their lives, but it didn't define them. You know, they still had parties. They still sung. They had relationships. They had all the stuff. And I agree with you. I'm tired of seeing black people get beat down. And I'm tired of that being, like, the main focus, especially when you go um, back in time. But unfortunately, right. if you want to portray something realistically, you kind of – you can't ignore it. You know what I mean? we yeah. like certainly couldn't.
1: Yeah, a well, good thing for this show, towards the end, they kind of got off of the – because the, from the – oh, how long was the show? An hour? Yeah. The first 45 minutes of the show is just racism. And then finally, that last 15 minutes, we get what we came here for. And what I was – did not know – if if we were going to get it or not, was the Monsters.
0: Yeah, I think it was like the middle half for me, because the beginning was like his cool dream sequence, and then him traveling. There's a little bit of racism with the fact that once the bus broke down that he was traveling on, he had to walk, Mm -hmm. because the truck that came out to pull up to help people didn't help them. Right. And then, but he's, he's in Chicago and everything's fine. They're talking about, they're catching up with the family. They're getting their trip together and getting ready. And then that middle part where they start traveling, then they have you know trouble in that diner and then they have trouble with the cops. And then, like you said, then the monsters show up. Then you have this big chase sequence, like in the woods. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, good. Now, all of a sudden, the racist cops and our main characters are like working together to try to survive the night, you know. And then eventually they get saved and they go to this mansion where they see these kind of weird Hitler Aryan people, like with blonde eye, blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, hello, we've been expecting you. And right. like, What's happening now? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so, they're in trouble. Uh, or uh, yeah, are they in trouble? Are they? Or yeah, they probably are. I don't know what's going on. But but one of the people that stayed there was somebody that saved them from being chased down by angry an angry white mob. Like they stopped them. Mm-hmm. And what's weird weird is it seemed almost supernatural because the car kind of got in the middle of their chase and then it stopped and then the car that was chasing them didn't really hit the car but like stopped short of it and flipped right, right. and all of them dudes like they got wrecked there's a guy sitting on the back of standing on the back of the truck bed he's dead for sure I think oh, all yeah. of them were dead and a woman stepped out and she happened to be one of the the haired blue-eye looking people that stay at that mansion that they found later on so yeah I'm interested. I am I'm, I'm hooked. I want to see what happens next. I'm i I think I talked about it last week. I'm into you know Lovecraftian type themes, and I think it's cool that they're they're adding this twist to it where the main characters and the people that are of focus and they're having the adventure in his story or in a story inspired by his themes are people of color because he was notoriously racist, mm-hmm. and it's one of those instances of whether or not you can separate the art from the artist. I think I actually watched a documentary about his life. He kind of wasn't really racist at first, and then he leaned into it because of a relationship he got into, and then he kind of leaned back out of it towards the end of his life. He was a product of his time, and I'm not going to excuse his racism at all. But I like what they're doing with this story, and I like a lot of the themes that he explored and introduced to the world kind of being expounded upon in different media, including the show. So I'm extremely interested to see what happens next.
1: Yep, I'm into
0: it. Cool. Cool, cool. Kind of skipping past the cabin trip, because I don't know. I think you guys watch this later in the week. I know that we, I think during the trip, my wife and I finished the first season of Umbrella Academy. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about that because you had reached out and let me know that you had finished the first season. So what do you think?
1: Just to put it bluntly, I think it's a garbage show. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like there's, there are things about it that I like.
1: Like for instance, Klaus, I love his character. I love Ben. I love his powers mm-hmm. and him trying to figure out how to, you know, come get control of him.
0: Yeah, and for those but, who don't know, Klaus is the <clears throat> one that can speak to the dead. And that seemed to be the only thing that he could do, but he could only do it sober. But because he's so freaked out about speaking to the dead, he's always high.
1: Right. Yeah, and there are a lot of a lot of plot lines that just don't need to be in the in the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, for instance, oh, what are their names?
0: Allison and... The uh, time-traveling assassin. Oh, oh, uh, number five.
1: Hazel, no, Hazel oh, and, Hazel uh, and Cha-Cha. Chacha. They work
0: for the commission.
1: Yeah, right? yes. Oh my God, that whole their whole plotline was pointless. Really. Especially once, you, yeah. Especially once you watch the first episode of season two, it really makes that whole thing pointless. Like I did not care about those two characters at all, and we spent such a gross amount of time with them.
0: Interesting. I feel like. They were integral to the plot because the the whole idea of the first season is five has time travel power. Well, actually, he has he can warp from place to place, right? He's kind of right. like, almost like Nightcrawler, but mm-hmm. he through his training early on he realizes he can warp ahead in time. And Reginald, which is like the leader of the Umbrella Umbrella Academy, all their their quote unquote adoptive father. It's like, you're Uh not ready. Don't do that. And he's like, whatever, I'll do what I want. He does shoot forward in time, but he keeps shooting forward about, what, 17 years? He shoots forward enough to where he gets to an apocalypse, and he finds the mansion in shambles, and everybody's dead. And he's like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit. And he can't get back. And he spends most of his life in that apocalypse until he's picked up by a strange lady who works for, quote, unquote, the Commission, which Uh is a nebulous group of, for lack of a better term, time lords (laughs) (laughs) they have this 50 style office right and they're like we have case files and we just we protect the timeline so they they use typewriters yeah they refer to the timeline as the way things are supposed to happen so everything that's happened in our history the Hindenburg blowing up Hitler doing what he did and then killing himself like all this stuff is supposed to happen right and being assassinated and that includes the apocalypse it's supposed to happen and 5 is like F that noise Right. So he goes rogue and finally finds a way back to try to warn his family and stop it. And so Hazel and Cha-Cha are sent back to assassinate him. What's funny is that's what he used to do for the commission. When he was hired, he was an assassin, and they would kill anybody. doesn't matter if there was a man, woman, or child, if they were innocent or criminal. If they were determined by a case worker who you know, <laughs> was assigned a certain point in time, a pivotal point in time, if they were determined by that caseworker to have affected the timeline, they got to go right so hazel and cha-cha are relentlessly hunting down five to stop him from stopping the apocalypse that's why i feel like they're integral because what else would the commission do if they knew he was trying to stop it you know and by the way there
1: are huge spoilers
0: for (laughs) umbrella academy season one if you have not watched it obviously yeah i might maybe put in a spoiler warning at the uh yeah. Uh, I might insert a spoiler warning at the beginning and then kind of give people a, a a point that they can drop back in. You're right. <laughs> We're really <starting> to <laughs> out of the show. Yeah. Oh, right? uh, let's see. But but yeah, I mean I I guess I get where you're coming from if you're not interested in the certain characters, you know, and they keep popping up, that's going to dampen the show for you. Was there anything about the show that you did like aside from uh, Klaus and Ben? Ah,
1: uh, Jesus. I don't. Yeah, I don't really think so. Every time they had a fight scene, there was some weird pop song playing. Like mm-hmm. every single fight scene,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, "This is not fun. This is not Guardians of the Galaxy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who do it a lot better." But it's just, it's not fun. Ellen Page again mm-hmm. is bleh. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, ooh. <laughs> I don't know what else to. I really don't know what else to say about it. Uh, there's just so much. Number one, uh, finding out why he went to the moon
0: mm-hmm. is literally just for no reason. Yeah, just and. Yeah. Just to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, just to uh, yeah. Their dad
1: was an asshole. I'll he say was, that. But uh, yeah, and I, I kind of could guess where the story was going, mm-hmm. at least after like episode five or so. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, Ellen Page is uh, obviously has powers because there's no way she was born on this day, the same day as the others, and doesn't have powers. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting to see more kids because I forget how many kids he said was born on that day, but he was only able to get. Yeah, he's only able to get seven with the of them, seven
0: yeah. of them. Mm-hmm.
1: and i thought for sure that we would run into some of them now
0: i thought leonard peabody would have been one of the kids but it turns out right. he was just abused and he wanted to be in the academy and he was turned down and it was revenge it was kind of petty but
1: yeah, and then he was just well. <laughs> let's be real; their uh, their dad really let him have it oh, yeah, for exactly. no reason. He was just like, being you super suck, extra. You'll always
0: suck. You'll never right. do anything but suck. You're a loser. Everybody out here in this crowd <laughs> knows you're a loser. <laughs> fuck you. Kill yourself.
1: Oh man. yeah, and that's an- that's another thing. Like,
0: not <laughs> everyone in the crowd is not going to start
1: laughing at a little boy because some old man just told him to fuck off, basically. Uh, like that's what
0: happened. I don't know. Have you seen the internet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, in real life though.
0: Yeah, it, it did feel a little bit off. Like, how did it, no one else discover, like, a, yeah, in the like, history of their fandom, what a bastard Reginald was? Right, it's like black people, white people,
1: Asian people, all just laughing at this
0: kid. Yeah, like, ha, ha. I mean, they all didn't know what we knew, which was that his mother died during childbirth, yeah. and his dad beat him mercilessly for it, and, like, was a drunk. Yeah, and his dad was, like, hitting him for no reason. He was like, what's that on your face? And they just slaps the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well. Yeah.
1: Domestic abuse at its finest.
0: Yeah, pretty much, man.
1: But yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna give Umbrella Academy season one a probably a four.
0: Four out of ten? Four out of five. Yeah, ten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you knew what it was.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. I uh I, I enjoy it, but I agree that sometimes I struggle with identifying with the characters, although that's not always a need. I think there there are some characters I like and there are some characters I'm ambivalent about and there's some characters I actively hate. I, I do like Klaus and I like mm-hmm. Ben. Ben is of course the they never really explain how he died, but he's one of the kids in the academy who died as a young man and now follows Klaus around because that's his brother and, and Klaus right. has that power. And I like I kind of like five. He's he's quirky and he's a bit of a standoffish jerk, but I mean, he was alone for forty five years in the apocalypse, so I can excuse that. And you can yeah. kind of tell he keeps trying to do what's right. Um, mm-hmm. I like Allison, but her whole issue with the rumor thing and her kid and custody, I don't. Understand. I feel like her problem, her power could solve more problems than it causes right. if she would just see it through to the end. She's always half assing her power. Well, yeah, She's- and me and
1: uh, Vicky were talking about it the other day. I was like, I was like, hell, if Nora was. If it was time for Nora to go to bed and she wasn't trying to go to bed, I'd be like, well, I heard a rumor that yeah. your ass was tired. <laughs> yeah. I, and I wouldn't feel bad about it.
0: Yeah, my it's funny that, that that was your takeaway. My wife and I had talked about it too. And uh, we were just like, whatever. you know, We'll figure out a way to get her to go to bed. We don't necessarily need to use the power. Because we thought about like it affecting her free will. And then mm-hmm. what a slippery slope that is. But yeah. we didn't think that she deserved to lose custody over her daughter. Okay? Right. And there's a. Like, you oh, and I go. have different experiences when it comes to putting our kid to bed. So I don't judge oh, yeah. a parent that's like, "I'm to use that power," because our kid has been going to bed since he was three months old. He's cool. He's yeah. he's very rare in that respect. He actually likes sleep. Mm-hmm. But if there was a night where I'm just really struggling and he won't go to bed, then you know. But once you open that door, you know. How many of your kids' decisions then become their own? You know, how right. often do you do that? And then does that impede their growth to be independent and make their own decisions and fight for themselves? And yeah, it
1: depends on it depends on how the power works because if the power just uh, makes them do it and they have no recollection of doing it, then okay, maybe we shouldn't use it. But if it's literally like helps, like say, oh, I heard a rumor you want to share mm-hmm. your toys with your friends, mm-hmm. then maybe that would help her. Uh, subconsciously start to want to share and be nice you know what i mean just stuff like that but if it's just like you get out of jail free card for getting your kid to stop acting up then in that case it's not i don't think that i would use it like that
0: Mm. yeah i it is it's 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 something to talk about it's definitely a uh, an interesting point of the show but there are many times where she could have used her powers and it could have been it could have worked out pretty well for the whole team Mm -hmm. and it just didn't really occur to her for some reason like Cha Cha shows up, starts kicking her ass, and she starts fighting her like with her fists. And I'm like, "Didn't you hear a rumor that Cha Cha wanted to go home and not kill you?" Right. <laughs> you know, like there's so many problems I feel like they could have been solved. Like she was OP, and then the way you pulled her back was just to get her to forget about using her power, which is stupid.
1: Yeah, it's and funny. we'll uh, we'll talk about this later when uh, we finish season two. But the way that they showed how their powers evolve, especially Allison's, it's pretty 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 dope.
0: No, I was. I was really into it. Uh, I actually like Klaus's even more, the way his powers. Are oh yeah. Or really Ellen Page, like number seven. She once like things were unlocked and she figured out how to do things. Like she, she kicked a lot of ass. And yeah, she's pretty much unstoppable. I mean, she shot the moon, yo. Right. <laughs> I only shot the moon once. The first time I played Hearts, so I was very proud of myself. I don't know if you can do it again. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, I you're think, on that for a while. Uh, yeah. Well, Umbrella Academy, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So. Some interesting news. There is a fellow podcast out there. Uh, it's kind of young. I think they're on their 25th episode most recently, if I recall. It's called Best Movie Ever Podcast. Have you heard of them? Oh, uh, isn't it Best Film Ever? You know what? You're right. It's Best Film Ever. So you have heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Best Film Ever is a group. I think the, the main guy that hosts it is from Canada, and he has guests on. And he'll, he'll constantly talk about, like, the the most recent episode was Speed. And he was talking about what 50 miles an hour is and kilometers and like, okay, so the roads in Canada would be called this and over in Britain, they'd be called this and in America or States. So he's got kind of an international audience, it sounds like, or at least international hosts. And I, I kind of dig it. Their whole format is they will talk about what movie they're going to watch. And then they go off and watch the movie, presumably together if they're local. But if not, they'll just go off and watch the movie. And then they come back and they talk about the movie. They'll run through the whole thing. But they also talk about the history, how it got made. Yeah, like I learned a whole lot about Speed, like who originally was supposed to play the part of Keanu Reeves uh, mm-hmm. and and how similar it was to Die Hard and how they were trying to push it out from Die Hard, that type of thing. Is that why you asked me to find it for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. was like, well, you know, I haven't seen Speed in a while and it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, so I reached out to my friend who does thrifting, and I was like, hey, man, listen, up, here's the thing, here's the deal. Because I, I went on Voodoo first to see if I could get it digitally. Both Speed and Point Break are like $15, and I'm like, that's too much. Wow, but, yeah. But I have a friend who goes out there and gets them deals, so I wonder if I can get it cheaper. How much did you get Speed for? Oh, I didn't get Speed. I got Point Break. Oh, yeah, how much did you get Point Break for? Yeah, like three bucks. Yes! Okay, so... So now I can watch that, and I, it's one of those movies that I saw and I really liked, but I never got around to showing Kristen because you know when we met, she hadn't seen any movies. Right. So I think I want to get that and watch that together. I think it'd be a fun action flick for us to check out. It's a really decent movie. Have you seen it? Uh, point Break. Yeah. I
1: actually don't think I have.
0: Have you ever pointed your gun in the air and fired off and went ah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that part.
0: Yeah. But uh, ah, yeah. Well, now you'll understand why he did it. Right. It was because of the love, mm. the bro love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That bro love. That romance between uh, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. I can't deny it, nor can it's I. Patrick Swayze. I completely understand it. <laughs> if you want to look them up, you, I know they're on Spotify, but if you go to Twitter, at best film ever Pod they have a, a Twitter channel there that you can check them out on. They're really responsive to fans. They actually shouted me out for reaching out to them uh, about their episode on The Crow, which I really like. That's a good movie. It's very 90s. It's a it's a revenge flick. You've seen The Crow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they did a really good job on that, I think, and I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm hoping maybe at some point if they do a video game movie, we can we can weigh in that type of thing. So, We'll see how that goes, but yeah, if you're interested in listening to a decent podcast about movies, that's something I'd recommend at Best Film Ever Pod. Ah, let's see what else did I do this week. Oh, you know what? I broke down and I bought Fight Crab. Fight Crab. Fight Crab. Uh, they've been advertising selling it on Play Asia for the longest, like a physical version. So it's got an English version on that physical, you know, that, that's sold over in Japan. So I bought it, paid seven bucks in shipping, and it is on its way. So All right. pretty soon I will engage in the fights between the crabs with the swords and the guns and the vehicles and the lightsabers and the such. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: hey, that's going to be wild.
0: Yeah, it is going to be wild. So let's get into those, some of those games we were playing uh during the cabin trip. We had mentioned Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh You were two chapters away from finishing the game. Where, where did we start at? I think we were... It was uh, Wakanda. It's, no, it was right, right before Wakanda. Before. Inhumans. We were on the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. We had to beat the final boss of the Inhumans and kind of went through. And I remember like, oh, you got the free DLC. We should go get Colossus and Cyclops and we should add them to our team because they're amazing. And and then we, ch- we checked out Black Panther. Storm ended up being your favorite character, right? Oh, yeah. I love Storm. She's good. She's definitely. Yeah, she can freeze enemies and
1: shoot lightning and all that, all that good stuff.
0: And she has one of the better uh, synergistic abilities. So Storm mm-hmm. can throw out a tornado that you can hold down and then control and move across the battlefield. And there are so many moves that other characters can do, including many of the X Men like Cyclops and Wolverine, that will synergize with that tornado. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Storm is one of my favorite characters, and she usually goes into. A couple of my main team setups. I think I told you over the break, I have this team set up called Double Date. And, oh, yeah. And the, the, the team of four is Storm and Black Panther, and then Phoenix and Cyclops. It's a pretty good and team. Sometimes interchanged with Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you want to switch, if you want a full X Men team. I feel like Black Panther is better. No, than... I've been,
1: uh, switching Cyclops for Wolverine.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, Yeah. Cause there, oh, there yeah. was that whole love triangle thing. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about the game overall?
1: I think uh, just like you said, had said, it's a, it's a junk food game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's, it's nice and sweet for a short period of time. I just wanted to get it uh, off my backlog. Mm-hmm. My backlog's so big, but <laughs> backlog so big. Anyway, my
0: backlog's so big,
1: girl. Yeah, um, yeah. I had a good time playing it though. It's much more enjoyable with two, pe- two players. Yeah, the story was just, obviously, it's not S-class.
0: It's bad. Story you say it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, It's a bad story. And uh, I could see where it was going from a mile away. And, mm. you know, I just had to look past that and enjoy it. So I did. I had fun.
0: So. Yeah, the strength in that game is finding a good team and kind of really getting into the strategy of playing a certain character and how you can dominate. And I, I did enjoy playing co-op more than single player. And I think it's a little bit easier to play as co-op, which is cool. Unless you have good. a friend you're working with. So if you have people to play with, definitely choose that over. But yeah, it's, it's grindy. The music is really bad. The dialogue is even worse. There's a lot of components of that game that kind of hold it back from being great. But there's enough there to get you involved. Like I've probably poured Wait, uh, much time. at least 300 hours into that game. I mean, yeah. you saw, I, I booted up my file so you could see, like, I have a lot of characters at level 300, because that's, mm-hmm. like, the most recent level cap, and, like, all the costumes are unlocked. Like, I spent a lot of time grinding on that game. It's one of those games where I would sit back and listen to a good podcast, like, player two has entered the pod, and, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and then just kind of mindlessly grind away, that type of thing, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to finish that, and then I busted out my fight stick, that i had bought so there is i i I see it on facebook all the time under today's trends with z's which is weird but there's a website that does one of those kind of like arcade stick emulators and there's a lot of them that do them some of them are imitators and cheap some of them are okay i think this one's middle of the road like i i definitely don't regret my purchase home retro arcade it's home hyphen retro hyphen arcade.com it is a two-player stick fight pad that has an emulator inside and it's got MAME, so you got all your classic beat-em-ups and fighting games it also has like default it has emulators for dreamcast game boy advance psp n64 although the games don't run well but did you expect them to the emulators for n64 is bad and a few others and it's actually got online support, so you can download additional games. And, of course, you, if you have your own ROMs, there's instructions on how to get the ROMs on there. I haven't tried it yet, but I, eventually I probably will. It works really well, and it gave me the opportunity to play a lot of awesome beat-em-ups that I normally would never have the chance to, like Alien vs. Predator. And you and I checked out particular. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. and dinosaurs. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. What would you think about Cadillacs and Dinosaurs?
1: Yeah, it was pretty fun. That's a apt description of what I would call my time with the game. Mm-hmm. It was just, I was waiting for the Cadillacs to come in, and then when it finally came in, I was like, yes, Cadillacs. Yes. Yeah, like playing through it, you, you get to pick two characters. It's like basically Streets of Rage,
0: mm-hmm. if any of you have ever played that. Yeah, like four um, playable characters, weren't there? I mean, they all yeah. Had, like, advantages. One was good at items. One had like a flying kick that would go across the screen. One mm-hmm. was like really strong. One I think had good grappling moves. I can't remember exactly.
1: I think so. I think it was just power, but yeah. – yeah, it was, it was real funny because when you're uh, going through the levels, you'll see the bad guys, like, hurting dinosaurs. And you're like, hey, get off those dinosaurs. <laughs>
0: Leave those dinosaurs alone. Yeah, there like they were too. hurting them. Like, they were peaceful otherwise, but then when the bad guys got to them, they got enraged, and then you had to fight them to calm them down. We never yeah. really killed or defeated dinosaurs. We just calmed them down, and then they ran off. Right. So I'd have to read a
1: synopsis of what the game is actually supposed to be about. Because yeah, that just seemed it. like a bunch of nonsense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going to say the same thing. Like, watching it, it's just nonsensical. It's it's silly beat-em-up nonsense, but it was executed well. There's a lot of cool items and weapons and stuff that you could pick up. And uh, the special moves. I mean, it had all the tropes. Yeah. I'd have to say, of all the beat-em-ups I've tried on that emulator so far like Cadillacs and Dinosaurs and the Punisher and Battle Circuit I think Alien versus Predator is my favorite we didn't get a chance to check that out but that's something I wouldn't recommend people seek out if they have a chance because it's it is a really solid beat em up and it's long I also played Knights of Valor we had talked about that that's up on my my YouTube channel because I think it's I think, it aged out of stream by now It it only stays on Twitch for like two weeks, but oh, yeah. that's the one based on the romance of the three kingdoms. That one's really involved too. And kind of hard to figure out, but if you can figure out the special moves, cause there's a lot of them, it ends up being really fun and strategic. So okay. yeah. So what do you think about the fight stick itself? I know you were trying out some of the fighting games on there.
1: Uh, yeah it's pretty dope man the funny thing about it is i believe you said uh the titles of the games are translated from chinese or something
0: some of them are yeah some
1: of them are yeah so some of them just had really crazy names uh i can't remember which one it was but it was like a samurai showdown or something and it just had a it was ridiculous like sword name.
0: guy fight man yeah just going
1: through the titles right but yeah, it had like Power Stone on there and just a bunch was Ninja I a of Ninja Turtles
0: on Crazy there. Taxi. Ninja Turtles are definitely on there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely worth the
1: investment. How much was it?
0: I think at the time I got it, it was on sale for a little over 200 bucks. Okay. Let me see how much they're selling it for now, actually. Because it's one of those things where they're like, it's on sale. And I'm like, is it or is that just the price that you always charge and you say it's on sale? Yeah, right. like right now, there's a there's a th- a price that says four eighty five and it's crossed out and it says two forty three fifty on sale. I'm pretty mm. sure that's just the price. Right. You can get different faceplates for it, which is kind of cool. You can get a Street Fighter five faceplate. You can get Ninja Turtles. You can get Spider Man like comic panels. You can get Back to the Future. Just some random stuff. I ended up getting one with you get Mortal Kombat. I can get one with uh, X Men on it. So I had, like, the the classic X-Men, which I thought was pretty cool looking. And, of course, you could get the X-Men arcade game. I played that on there, too. And Simpsons, like, you know, a lot of the older ones that you remember. So, Mm -hmm. and, again, there's a lot of imitators out there. I would say if you're going to go out in that community and buy one, do a lot of research. Check for legitimacy check like you know if they're on facebook check the comments see if anybody got them how many people actually did if those accounts they're saying they got them are legit because that's a bit of a minefield i've been burnt i bought an arcade cabinet and got really bad vibes and the store like disappeared shut down it went through shopify a lot of those Uh temporary stores that go through shopify and luckily i was able to reach out to facebook and get my money back but i was like the price is a little too good to be true and it turns out it was they're taking advantage and the thing is Facebook don't care. They'll put up any old scammy ad. And oh yeah. And the thing is, now that I've actually interacted with that ad, they come up all the time. So I have to be extra right. careful not to get taken in by that. Or if you talk about
1: it outside of Facebook and your phone happens to hear it. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> My phone's listening to everything we say right now. It's going to be yeah. talking about Umbrella Academy and and. Uh...
1: Watch. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Reese's Cup. I bet you you're going to see a Reese's Cup commercial.
0: Yeah. Most likely. They're like, oh, it turns out you enjoy Reese's Cups. I, yeah. remember, I remember one day, this is the most stark example. One day I was briefly speaking with my wife about wanting to learn Japanese because I want to go to Japan someday. And the very mm. next day I was scrolling my timeline on Facebook and it was like, learn Japanese. And I was like, you
1: motherfucker.
0: <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I did it to myself. For those who don't know, every time you download an app or a like, uh, we're going to find out, you know, which Disney princess are you or any, <laughs> Any Like even DoorDash, like all kinds of apps. All of these apps that you're like, I wonder why they're free. So much work is put into them. Because in the agreement, when you agree to the terms, you're agreeing for them to collect big data. And one of the ways they collect big data on you is they use your phone's microphone as a listening device to pick up keywords. Facebook does this a lot. And then Facebook will then sell that data to people out there that want it so they can hyper focus on their advertising on people that they would be likely to buy. And it works. Like I've bought plenty of things I saw on Facebook cause I was like, that looks dope. And I know that they know me because they're listening to me. And I know that <laughs> I probably agree to that somewhere along the line. So if you really don't like being focused on advertising and, and all that stuff, you're gonna have to like delete and uninstall or force stop all of those apps on your phone, because otherwise they're they're listening to you right now, whether you like it or not. It's just big, big brother stuff. is listening. Yeah, it's 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 big data and it's big business. So, mm-hmm. well, oh, other things we've been playing this week. So Ghost of Tsushima continues to be a mainstay. I got a chance to watch you play that for a bit while we were at the cabin. That was cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's funny because uh, I hadn't played in a couple days and you were just watching me suck for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's fine, dude. I mean, you should watch me play on Insanity. It is a nightmare. I, I We'll talk about it here in a sec, but I was really interested in watching you play duels because even on Medium, they can be tough. And I think you did pretty well, actually. I think you yeah. got defeated like once or twice, but you were back in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no no judgments, trust me. I yeah. <laughs> It's not like I ever haven't had a sloppy or even on Medium. A sloppy or kind of like a rusty play session so i'm on act three and this isn't really a spoiler but as you move into the game of course the enemies get tougher so you start out with blue mongols wearing blue i believe and then you go to mongols wearing red and or no maybe it's no it's mongols wearing red right because the archers shoot you once and the mongols wearing blue they shoot three arrows at a time and then the mongols wearing yellow they'll shoot fire arrows right when in mm-hmm. act three I thought I had just gotten used to those. I was like, I'm finally winning standoffs against the yellow Mongols and against the straw man or the straw man, the straw hat. Straw hats. Yeah. Straw hats. Just wandering samurai. And now I'm getting to where I'm, I'm, uh, fighting heavily armored green Mongols and they are preternaturally oh, like, fast. Like for a standoff, I kind of have to guess when they're going to move. Cause if I use my eyes to react, it's already over. Wow. Yeah. And my most recent episode, I started off by winning a duel pretty handily. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a good episode. And then immediately I went to a camp and just got wrecked a few times trying to infiltrate it. And I lost like every standoff I had against green Mongols except for one because I kind of guessed. I was even – I was holding my uh, controller up to the microphone because I wanted people to listen to the sound of me letting go of the triangle button. Mm -hmm. And how that just made no impact on how fast they were able to hit me. It was insane but oh, that's another difficulty that's, that's insanity baby but i'm still getting through uh enjoying it i think i'm almost done at least i hope i am because i'm playing that game forever and i did pick up until uh, not until dawn i picked up last of us 2 from you mm-hmm. uh, during the trip so i'll be playing that next and i actually booted it up and started playing it for a little bit to try it out yeah what do you think i like it i like it it starts off very calm and very somber which is you know kind of the tone of that game. And I liked it. I, it started off kind of with Joel recapping the ending of the first game to a friend, which I thought was interesting—a way to catch you up mm-hmm. and get his opinion on on the events and kind of expound on what he was thinking. And kind of him and Ellie awkwardly interacting, but you can tell that you know they both do really care about each other. Especially Joel, he kind of wears his feelings on his sleeve. Yeah, and I think Ellie really cares about him, but I wonder if she's holding in what happened happened at the end of the first game. And she's wrestling with that versus her feelings for him, you know, <laughs> as like a fatherly figure. And then they cut, uh, what is it, like four years later after they, they make it to that camp. So she's a little bit more grown. Some drama's going on. Boys are kissing girls. Girls are kissing girls. and oh, boys yeah. And, you know. And I got to that snowball fight. I won it handily. So <laughs> I didn't have to see the fail state there. And then I got introduced to some new characters. And I think the last thing I was doing is I was like on a patrol with Ellie and her friend and dina i think her name is Mm -hmm. we were out you know just uh mopping up clickers as you do right so i yeah i enjoy it i think it's pretty fun it's you know just as kind of smooth and intuitive as i remember the first game being so i'm looking i'm looking forward to starting that bad boy back up and playing it on stream as my new main after i finish ghost so awesome thank you for that and then of course we'll do the Spoiler cast on both games before the end of the year, and I'm definitely looking forward to that, too. Yeah, so, me too, man. So I finished Until Dawn last night, as of the time of recording, Friday night.
1: Okay, was this your first playthrough or your second?
0: It was my... my or Four third. My fourth. Because <laughs> I had my first where everybody lived but Matt, and then my second where I got everybody to live. And then my third that I played with guests, I had a bunch of people over, and I let them control my decisions, and all the women died. Uh, <laughs> and then last hmm. night, uh, about half of them died. Because I had Sam leave the house too early at the end, and a lot of them got caught in a house explosion. So, whoops. Oh, damn. Yeah, I kind of forgot. I was like, I need to stick around longer than this. Okay. But it was fun, (laughs) because every ending is then slightly different, because you get to hear people talk about, like... You know, their regrets or ask about people who lived or died, that type of thing. So it was interesting to see. Uh, But I had a lot of fun with it. Just like I said last night on stream, I recommend anybody to pick it up. I think it is a must as far as like party games, to be honest. Have friends over and just like have fun having people make different decisions or vote on what you should do next that type of thing if you have somebody in the in the driver's seat that's really competent with the game it, it can make it a lot of fun for those who are watching it play through so i know you're planning on playing it with uh vicky right
1: no uh we actually yes 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 uh because like, i played it yeah but also okay. until dawn he's only seen a little bit
0: of that yeah, it's good. So. I would start with Man and Medan because I think it's a weaker story. But then yeah. be, the cherry on top could be Until Dawn. And of course, mm-hmm. sometime this year they're supposed to be releasing the uh, second game in the Dark Pictures Trilogy. Or is it a it, they're they're calling it Dark Pictures Anthology now, so I think they're planning on doing more than three games. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's see. What else did I play this week? Oh, both of us got a chance to check out Avengers Beta. Yeah. So that dropped. I think it dropped yesterday. I saw a tweet about it. And I mm-hmm. it reached out to you and and uh, I got moderately far, I got past the opening that everybody's seen, and a couple of side missions with Kamala, or Kamala, as how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. She's not the Vice President. And,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't know, I, I want to hear your opinion first. Uh, what do you think?
1: Okay, uh, so I played through the entire beta, I just didn't do the multiplayer portion. Okay. Uh, it just seems very by the books. Okay. They're not trying to do anything too spectacular Mm -hmm. with the combat or the story or anything. It's just, here's a third person action adventures game. Mm -hmm. In the vein of, like, let's say, God of War or Tomb Raider, uh, which is the other game series that they've uh, done a good job of. Fantastic games. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think. Part of the reason why uh, it just felt kind of mad was because I had seen the gameplay trailer, Hmm. like the entire demo, Hmm. like all the way through. So just going through and playing it was like, I already saw all this, so, you know. It just didn't hit me like it probably should have. But Hmm. I think that the reason any company releases a beta is so that they can know, uh, get feedback and know how people are liking their game. But I think they, they really had to release this beta, and it really has to, like, land for a lot of people, because a lot of people are talking trash about this game, how it uh, how it looks about the mechanics. Like I heard one guy talking about uh, the quick time events. And if you don't press the button, the game just stops.
0: It does. I did that. myself.
1: And, yeah. And it's like, well, that's not exciting at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I do, if I if it continues, no matter what, there needs to be some sort of fail state for that maybe there
0: will be the way that i I didn't know yeah and i didn't know about that criticism but i remember i started while i was still working so i was kind of like going back and forth between like answering emails and playing the game so Mm -hmm. there's this part in the beginning where you take control of thor and then he like gets ready to like do a ground slam because he's like up in the air and he's gonna go after some enemies and it plays up the triangle on the screen to teach you how to do a ground slam and i got distracted so i stopped and then it just boop and then just the music and everything cut out, and he was just sitting there above in the air, and the triangle button was there. And it hung there for as long as it needed to until I was done to whatever I needed to do. So I thought that was just because it was in tutorial mode. I didn't take that as an indication that's how the whole game is. I thought that was just right. like, hey, if you're not going to press this, we're going to stop the game so you can figure you know, things right, out. Right, because that is the first yeah. mission. Yeah, it's literally a first quick time event too. Yeah. I haven't tested all the others, but I know that there was one where they were asking me to jump as the Hulk onto like the side of a trailer because you can jump on like walls or whatever. And that yeah. was the first one of that, and that one kind of stopped me too. But again, I didn't take those as quick time events, more as tutorials. Right. So I haven't had any of those throughout regular gameplay that popped up for me. If they do, though, I'll, I'll try to see if that actually causes things to pause. But I'm out of tutorial mode now. Like I played through that beginning. I played through a mission as Hulk and Kamala. And then then you get a base and then you can go out on missions and all I have is Kamala and Hulk unlocked, but I imagine you'll get more characters unlocked as you go. That was like first like multiplayer capable mission. I tried reaching out to get other characters, it didn't work. I saw you online, but I know that you were in the middle of like the mission prior and you couldn't join, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, I agree with you about it being by the numbers. It felt a little sluggish at first for me, but I got used to that. Like, you know, like the animations kind of slow your actions down a little bit. Yeah. I got around it's- that i played on Normal and Brutal difficulty. Normal difficulty is pretty easy in the beginning, but it does ramp up, especially when you get to the later missions. Like a yeah, in fact, like I'm with actually, those laser snipers. Yeah, I actually died as whole a few is. times on Normal difficulty on the later missions. Um, Which,
1: uh, let me interject real quick and talk about that. Sure. In the beginning when you're playing as Thor and you're facing these run-of-the-mill grunts mm-hmm. and it's taking so many hits with Mjolnir to kill them it breaks my immersion completely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the faults of the game is that you have these larger than life characters who can fight like giants and other dimensional beings. But here's, you know, Joe Schmo with a laser gun and I got to hit him 15 times before he
0: falls. Yeah. It's like he picks up a bus and he throws it back down. And then some little right. guy gives him a smackdown. He's not got to. Exactly. The <laughs> yeah.
1: So, <laughs> and same thing with Hulk. Like I'm, I'm the Hulk. Yeah. Why am I having an issue facing these you know, grunts? Our
0: giving me trouble. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Make me feel powerful. Like uh, a game that did was uh, Ultimate Destruction mm. on uh, the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction on like PS2 and uh, GameCube.
0: Go back and play that. Go back and play it. Yeah, because I played it recently, and uh, I got bodied. Really? Like, yeah. It, it does make you feel powerful in a way, but a lot of your attacks can be interrupted a lot easier than you remember, and okay. there's a lot more dodging and protecting yourself than you probably recall. That, that game, actually, I agree with you that you know, when it's when it's doing well and when you have your abilities and you're in the zone and you're timing your attacks well, it you can feel very powerful. And the little enemies, one thing they did do right is you don't have like a little itty-bitty soldier giving you trouble. So they did do that part right. But helicopters, right. tanks, missiles, everything kind of zooms on you a little bit faster and a little bit quicker than you remember and it hits you really hard. Yeah, oh, so, okay.
1: Well, yeah, like, that makes sense. I agree. But, I'm
0: tracking with what you're saying, definitely.
1: Yeah, and, like, when you have uh, enemies that have uh, shields that you have to break mm-hmm. as the Hulk, and you have to hold down Triangle.
0: And can get interrupted easily.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. And it, it would make sense if, like, the completely charged up one breaks it instantly, but a bunch of little Triangle attacks will break Guard as well, but no, you have to do the fully charged up one to break their shield, and it takes a really long time. That's something they're gonna have to
0: fix. It takes, takes, I want to say that a fully exactly, it's like Jesus Christ, at least. Like, it takes a long time. That sounds about right, maybe even four. Like, it takes, it feels like it takes too long because you get interrupted really easily. So, you almost have to time Mm -hmm. their attacks, like, you have to wait for them to attack and then quickly charge up your attack and hope they don't follow up with another attack. Like, it's I played When I played on Brutal difficulty, and I only did the opening sequence on Brutal, it's doable, and it does showcase your powers a little bit more, but you do have to fight them longer because they're higher level than you, but you do have to do a lot of dodging. That, to me, felt natural because you're on a harder difficulty, and I accepted it more, but I agree with you. If you're playing on normal, Jobber should not be giving you any trouble, and the thing is, Marvel Ultimate Alliance made this mistake, too. You be having these super powered in it, like you playing as Captain Marvel and Hulk and Thor, mm-hmm. and these little these little jobbers, these little like extra enemies, whatever, with their guns, would be knocking you down constantly. Oh yeah. And you can eventually level up and then pick a difficulty mode and find a sweet spot where you feel powerful but still challenged by bosses. But you shouldn't have to do that. The game should be doing that for you. And I agree. Like if you're booting up a superhero game, you want to feel like a superhero. Like let let's. Let's uh, name off a couple of good examples of games that have done it right. I can think of a couple just off the dome. Uh, Spider-Man. PS4, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. have that one too. Uh, and, and
1: Batman Arkham. Yeah, and I was going to say Batman Arkham, but Batman, he is a superhero, yes, but he is also just a normal man.
0: Yeah. So it makes sense yet, for him. Yet, they still did a better job making him feel like he was in command of a combat situation. Yeah. Like when you, when you got beat down as Batman in Batman Arkham, you felt like it was your fault. Right, mm-hmm. you were like, you weren't like, oh, stupid game. Why am I so underpowered? Right. Like with Marvel Ultimate Alliance and now Marvel Avengers, the Crystal Dynamics version. Yeah, I agree with you. There's a bit of a dissonance with fighting jobbers and just like regular foot soldiers, and then these superpower Because eventually, in that in that opening sequence, you fight Taskmaster, and I was expecting yeah. that to be a tougher fight. It's, it's Black, Wid- Black Widow Black versus Taskmaster. Okay, cool. Yeah, Let's go and for a
1: second. that that took my immersion out too. I'm like. Black Widow is not going one on one with Taskmaster. You don't think so? No way. Yeah, oh yeah, no way. Why? No way. Sometimes like it takes. Sometimes that... it takes the whole.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, sometimes it takes the whole team to take them down in the comics to mm. take down Taskmaster, just because he's so adept at. Well, you know, he's got a photographic memory, and mm. he's so adept at many different types of martial arts. And Black Widow's just Black Widow.
0: Yeah, but and I feel like she's really adept at different types of martial arts, and the way that they progress the fight was kind of interesting for a tutorial perspective because you start off knowing combos then they introduce the grapple and then they introduce switching between light and heavy attacks and you got your guns and he did kind of adapt if you relied on one attack too much yeah. he would switch it up i i don't know i, I mean i, I just went I, mean from a
1: story perspective like gameplay wise yeah sure but but also you know, that that's, 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 goal
0: wasn't to win if you recall right I think he was more like, maybe he could have won that fight anytime he wanted to, and he was alone you know for a purpose, right? Yeah,
1: that, that makes yeah. more sense.
0: Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll run with you on that. I'll run with you on that. Cool. But
0: overall, I, I kind of agree with your assessment. I mean, they asked me after I finished that first mission, multiplayer mission with Kamala and Hulk, they were like, what did you think about this mission? One out of five. I was like, three, I guess? Yeah. I didn't really, I don't know.
1: And maybe maybe we should uh try and play the multiplayer later and maybe it feels better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Playing yeah.
1: together. And...
0: All right, so... But, uh,
1: yeah, uh, one more thing about uh, oh, yeah. Marvel Avengers. All in all, fighting up to a boss needs to be fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Combat needs to be entertaining. And so far, that's not what I got from it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, this is an Avengers game. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play through it. I'm going to beat it. Yeah. Because I want to see the story, but as far as the gameplay and everything, it it did not impress me. So yeah. if they can, if they can, you know, switch it up and make it fun and not get interrupted mm. <laughs> from a four second charge up attack, then yeah. we might be in the game. But
0: yeah, yeah I, more I, thing they, I want to say about it too, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, opening chests, the video game. It got really bad on my multiplayer mission, but I don't know if oh, it yeah. mission with Hulk and Kamala, but, like, you open chests every two seconds. Yeah. And it's just, like, all this loot and gear. And I know they're geared up to, like, charge people to buy, like, extra loot or points that they can use to unlock those extras, like the costumes and everything that you can get through normal gameplay. I don't like that at all. Yeah. It, it's it just took too long. And I'd rather them just have a, a like, to level up and have an ability tree, which they do. But in addition, you have all this equipment you have to micromanage, and they have shortcuts. Like there's a button you can hold down to equip the best equipment.
1: Or yeah, like, I love like that.
0: But you have to have to. You constantly have to go back and forth in the menu to upgrade or or re up on that on that equipment because you get your ass kicked so much. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it to me, it's built like they're trying to interject a lot of things that they can monetize. And, like, you're going to have to play through the game multiple times, and it's giving me Marvel, Marvel Ultimate Alliance vibes all over again. And I can't say much, because I put 300 hours into that game, but right. it, it, I don't know if I could do that again. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, let's see. What else did we play this week? I think I covered all the games that I played. you do anything else?
1: Yeah, I played uh, Fall Guys on yeah. PS4, mm-hmm. and it's the free game right now on PlayStation Plus, and it's basically just a giant multiplayer party game. Hmm. It reminds me sort of Gang Beast, uh, if anybody's ever played that. Uh, you play as these, like, basically jelly beans with legs.
0: Yeah, these little floppy and,
1: guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's it starts off with, like, 60 players, and each subsequent minigame, players get eliminated until there's only one standing. Uh, there's, like, a seesaw uh, obstacle course. There's a uh, sock... Uh, you have to put eggs into a, a different team's goal, and just a bunch of little silly party games that are—it's uh, really fun. Cool. Not gonna lie, really enjoyed it. Enjoy
0: was, I haven't had a chance to try it. I was gonna try it on wednesday's stream, but Wednesday was my wife's birthday, and she was like, "Are you gonna watch Umbrella Academy with me?" And <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna skip stream for Wednesday." What's
1: my stream? <laughs> I'm gonna extend vacation.
0: I I cut Wednesday out of the stream anyway, so I'll talk about my changes to my schedule later on. But uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'll skip Fall Guys so we can, you know, get some quality time in on your birthday. So, yeah, good for you. But yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. It sounds like a lot of fun. Did you have fun with it?
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was real fun. If we have fun with Gang Beast, we definitely have fun with that. Cool. And uh, the other thing that I played was Ryan's recommendation, Man Eater, mm-hmm. which is a shark PG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. And uh, yeah, what I've played of it so far, it, I mean, it's okay. Like, I want to keep on playing it so I can evolve and get bigger. And better, because right now we're getting, like thrashed by alligators and stuff. yikes it's it's pretty interesting <laughs> voice acting and the way the narration and everything. So every time that you eat a different sea creature that you haven't eaten before, the narrator will talk about that sea creature like it's a documentary or something. Oh, okay. And it's like the bluefin gill is native to this area. Why it's here? I have no idea. <laughs> mm, <interesting. laughs> and it's really uh, it's kind of like a deadpool a way, way of comedies
0: it's like a little meta a little stuff
1: so it kind of breaks the fourth wall. wall a little
0: bit okay.
1: yeah so it's like hey these are side quests you know they're like uh quests that aren't the main quest but they go good with the main quest they're just not the main one <laughs> yeah and i'm like okay guys yeah, that's that's cute let's not do can that land, and sometimes
0: that. they become too much where do you think manitor falls as far as that
1: uh it's a little much
0: yeah okay fair enough
1: yeah it's a little much but I, i'm enjoying it good yeah, but that's about, that's all I've been playing this week.
0: Well, I thought you said you were playing uh, a little bit of Need for Speed.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that for maybe about an hour or two. Oh, okay. Uh, Need for Speed Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, it's the newest one. Um, Need for Speed hasn't really hit for me since, I want to say, Most Wanted uh, in, on the 360. Mm. And the original One, and not the remake that they did, or the re uh, rebrand. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it looks good and everything, but oh, I don't know, man. Ever since they tried to start making their own characters and, you know, getting out the car and doing all this other extra stuff, it's just, just give me a good racing game. Yeah. yeah. The I just, the just cops get me like, and I can, you know, that's why I need Burnout to come back. Oh, man. I love Burnout. Yeah,
0: me too. Yeah. Why they haven't remastered or re released the other ones aside from Paradise, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, and there is a game, uh, that's made by the same people that is basically burnout it's called dangerous driving yeah and it's literally burnout but it's not at the same time Made by the same people but it's just a little more clunky okay. but you know yeah need for speed heat baby
0: all right, so we got some news, not a ton, or at least not a ton that came across my radar. There's one really big piece of news that we can talk about here in a sec, but I saw early on in the week, there were rumors that Killer7 was going to be remade for the Switch, or at least remastered or released on the Switch. And the rumors started circulating because Engine Software, the developer working on the PC version had like PC slash Switch, I think written on one of their social medias or their blogs, and it was an accident. Mm-hmm. They came out directly and was like, hey, no plans to work on the Switch, not working on the Switch. Suda51, like, back that up. So it doesn't mean it's impossible, but we're a long ways away from a Switch version of Killer7, unfortunately. Uh, they're just one mm. on the PC version for now. So for those who heard that rumor, I'm sorry to dash your hopes. but We have official quotes and interviews from the current developer that that's not going to happen. I don't know why they would vehemently deny it if they were doing it. That doesn't really make any sense to me, but it is what it is. So yeah, sounds like just a, a, a case of... You know, whoops-a-doodles on their old Mm -hmm. posts. I don't know. They're like,
1: PC, Switch? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, Let's see. I got a chance to watch that Indie Showcase that showed up on Tuesday for Switch, Nintendo Indie Indie Showcase. A lot of cool, interesting games that have come out already, like on that day or coming out pretty soon. So I would encourage people, if you like Indies at all, to go check it out. But... A couple things stood out to me. Uh, Supergiant, which is the developer like Transistor and Bastion, which if you haven't played either, you should. They're amazing. They have a game that's currently on PC called Hades, and they're releasing that on Switch next month, I believe. Well, no, they said sometime in fall 2020, so that could be... Any time between now and the end of the year, to be honest. But Hades is kind of like a roguelike procedural where you start in the depth of Hades. And I think you play as like Hades' son, I I believe. And you go through the pantheon of gods and you're fighting the way to try to get up to Zeus. And each time you die, it's like part of the narrative. Like, why do you keep trying? You keep getting knocked down. He's like, I'm going to do it again. And it's got kind of a jovial tone. But the art is really interesting. And these are from people who have made very interesting and fun games to me in the past. So, something that's on my radar, something I'll probably talk about later on when it actually comes out. So, we got that. Also, for those who own Untitled Goose Game, there is a free update coming out next month, I think around September 15th, but don't quote me on that, where you can play as a second goose character and then you can wreak havoc with two gooses, geeses, geeses, geese, geese, two of them. So, and it looks like a lot of fun. So, if you enjoy that game and you have a friend, uh, I, I'm not even sure if i want to tell ben because he was obsessed with that game and i got so sick of playing it but i might share it with him because me and him going around together tearing it up as geese and actually might be a lot of fun so awesome then i know you had a few bits of news we can talk about that before we get to the big one
1: yeah just a little bit call of duty black ops Cold war was announced okay and uh the full reveal trailer will be on August 26th, so be on the lookout for that. Cool. I think it's funny they really don't want to drop the Black Ops name. Yeah, that's a long for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War.
0: We're gonna have to call it Cod <laughs> the like
1: <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, the video game too,
0: director's cut HD. Right. <laughs> oh
1: shit. Um, let's I'm see. Sorry. Uh, in. <laughs> In uh, DC movie news, was announced that Ben Affleck, otherwise known as Batfleck, will be returning to play Batman in Ezra Miller's Flash movie. Cool, and that I, I like that because Ben Affleck, to me, a lot of people hated him as Batman, but I think that he gave us the most most physical on screen Batman
0: that we've seen so far. I didn't dislike him as Batman. I disliked Zack Snyder's version of the DC Universe.
1: That makes sense. Well, we got to wait for that Snyder cut.
0: (laughs) No, I think it's out, and I think it sucks. So, But, yeah. Oh, no. I'm interested in checking that out. I mean, I want – it's funny. I think whenever you criticize DC, especially if you've praised Marvel in the past, people are like, oh, you're a Marvel fanboy. No, I – Trust me, loyalty to brands is not my thing. My loyalty is to stuff that's good, and I will switch it anytime I want. I'm a, I'm completely aware that this this is a business. I want DC to do well. I like watching good movies. I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. I thought that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think if there's another DC property I enjoyed. Shazam was all right. You know? Yeah, Shazam was pretty good. Yeah. Aquaman was dumb, but it was kind of fun dumb. Oh, I
1: loved Aquaman. Did I, I not because it was a great movie, but just because it was just so it was cheesy. So stupid.
0: <laughs> that part where he gets on the boat like meow, Yeah. He
1: to come aboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he like turned his head the camera zoomed in permission to come aboard. Right. Like, make
1: like, sure just, okay. i okay. God,
0: what to do with that character? There were times when he was smart, and times when he was dumb and I was just like, what do you guys do?
1: Anyways, yeah. if he uh real quick, Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Yeah. Uh, it's a YouTube channel that I watch, and he uh, does reviews on movies and stuff, and he just did a video on that. Aquaman, mm-hmm. uh, talking about – you thought it was going to be how he hated it, but he actually ended up liking it
0: Caused a lot a more. Hour. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those movies that if you're in the mood for silliness, it's going to be fine. I think a lot of people, especially if they're watching it, if they're young, it's going to be like that dumb movie they like that they know is dumb. Like I, mm-hmm. For instance, I love Hackers. Hacker's this is the stupidest movie ever, and I don't care. I love it. I watched it when I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13, and I fell in love with it, and I've never not liked it. So, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, even as an adult, as dumb as it was, I was like, this is kind of fun. I don't like it as much as Wonder Woman or Sh- Shazam, but I don't hate it like I do like Man of Steel or Batman vs. Superman. or you know. So.
1: Yeah, Batman vs. Superman is god-awful.
0: Uh, okay, uh, so we got Batfleck coming back. Guess who's back? Yeah. Back again.
1: Uh, Yeah, any uh, 90s kids listening, if you were a fan of Darkwing Duck back in the day, it just was announced that he is going to be returning in an episode of the new DuckTales series titled Let's Get Dangerous. And I don't know if, uh, were you around the age where uh, watching Darkwing Duck was acceptable?
0: I was, but I didn't really get into it. I was, whenever Darkwing Duck was on, I was either upset that that wasn't the day Gargoyles was coming on, or I was waiting for Gargoyles <laughs> to come on.
1: Oh, man, I was always, well, I loved, them.
0: Darkwing Duck! Mm,
1: when there's trouble so here, call Dane W. Yeah.
0: Darkwing Duck! I mean, nobody can fuck with Disney afternoon theme songs.
1: Oh, like, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, Duck DuckTales so is Yeah, I can't. I, I can't not, I'm struggling to not sing it right now. I'm holding yeah. back. tails. woo woo. woo. <laughs> uh, let me hear you say fuckTales,
1: woo. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's any joke. Yeah, but uh, that's what I'm really excited to hear. I'm really excited to hear that, so I want to check that out. And the last piece of news before the big news is uh, Crisis Remastered is a thing. And it's coming out on September tenth for the PS4 and Xbox One, I believe. Cool.
0: I'm a Crisis. Yep. Yeah, so but, you, know, you know,
1: yeah. It, it, I, you, know, you
0: need Crisis before you get to Crisis Two, obviously. So yeah. And I never
1: played Crisis One. I played Crisis Two and Three, which were both pretty, pretty dope games.
0: Yeah. In fact. Yeah. Where, where can you watch the New Ducktales? By the way, because I didn't even know there was a New Ducktales. So like it's been out. Oh,
1: uh, I know. If you have cable, you can easily watch it on the like Disney Channel. Or Toon Disney, or whatever Plus. they, you know what? It might be, be on Disney Plus. Digi-brush. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look at that. All right. All right. Yeah, because I haven't. That, that should. Oh wow. Yeah, I can probably see Darkwing Duck. that yeah. has <laughs> got really yeah. excited.
0: See hero, man. Come on. Yeah. Man. I can't believe it took this long for them to get a crossover. You figured they would have done it sooner. You know.
1: All right. Because uh, you know, I'm waiting for like Tailspin and Chip oh, and Dale to come
0: back. Tailspin. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, all their all their old songs were dope. Remember mm-hmm. Rescue Rangers? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, some crimes go slipping through the cracks. That was more 80s, though, wasn't it? Or was that around the same time?
1: Oh, uh, It might have been
0: 80s. Yeah, I think that was older. That was, like, that was before Disney Afternoon, but it was when they were doing Disney cartoons. Because mm-hmm. that had its own NES game, but Darkwing Duck, that was on the SNES, baby. Okay. Yeah. Well, alongside Gargoyles. Oh, the Gargoyles... It was only on Sega. I don't think Gargoyles ever made it. Twice. Sega! Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard game, dude.
1: Remember playing Gargoyles Sega in, on Sega? Uh, I, played, I remember playing it a little bit back in the day. It and uh, I know, a- Yeah, I know I told you I got a complete in-box copy. It's like in mint condition.
0: That's awesome. Sitting here at the house. I still haven't yeah, popped I have it heart, in yet, but I, don't but have any I will. Books or anything. Um, I'm not yeah. going to play the cart because I can just play it on emulator now, but yeah, whew, that game was hard. I did beat it, but for the love of the series, man, and it took me a long time. Yeah. Uh, the end boss was bullshit. It was Demona possessed by the Eye of o- Spoilers for this really old game. Right. <laughs> Demona possessed by the Eye of Odin just, like, flying around the screen, just big hitbox of damage. Good luck, Goliath. Right. So, Damona! And- yeah. It did a good job, though. Like, it was tough, but in the beginning, there were a lot of jobbers that you could one-shot if you aimed your attack right. There was, like, a a, a grab attack you could do where you could just yeet up a dude and then just slam him <laughs> on the ground. He goes, ah! And it was amazing. I loved it. Awesome. All right. Well, then the big news. You sent this trailer to me, and I am all about it. Give us the deets, Derek.
1: Okay. So, this trailer came out of nowhere. This game is called Black Myth wukong if you know what wukong is sun wukong is the monkey king that's right and west yeah famous chinese story called journeys to the west and this trailer just came out of nowhere it's a kind of dark souls it's a soul style game based off of the chinese myth
0: ryan doesn't want to play no chinese dark souls
1: no chinese dark souls
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it looks amazing it does look really good. it
1: looks it looks like next-gen shit going on. Yeah. And, like, he starts off as a golden cicada, mm-hmm. and when you, when you start the trailer, you're, like, you're just playing as this, like, you look at it, you're, you're not thinking it's a cicada, it's like a beetle or whatever, but then you see it transforms into Wukong, or Sun Wukong. And immediately, I was like, oh, that's super dope, he can turn into a cicada whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Then you, as you're flying, you see... All these anthropomorphic animals, like you got wolves and foxes and stuff, and mm. uh, they're all carrying weapons and whatnot. Uh, once he gets out of his cicada form, he runs into some enemies and just some really cool combat moves. Like, there's a enemy shooting a bunch of arrows at him, and he's literally swinging his bow staff mm. repeatedly mm. and just deflecting the arrows, and it just looks so cool. The animation on it like, was really neat, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, if this is really how this game is going to play... It's a day one for me,
0: yeah.
1: and that's just uh, just off of that. That was the first two enemies that they showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go a bit further, and he fights a, a bunch of enemies, probably like mm, fifteen enemies or so, and then he turns into a giant ape, mm-hmm. and uh, he starts fighting them. Well, even before that, he fights a kind of mini boss, and once he defeats him, he gets his uh, weapon. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, oh, okay, so cool, so I'll be able to switch the weapon. But little did I know. Later in the trailer, when he gets to the uh, giant wolf boss fight, mm. he literally transforms into the enemy that he took the weapon from and uses the weapon. Right. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, And he has, like, Naruto shadow clone stuff he can do yeah, he where he just sends out a Yeah. I love that. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just so cool. It's so cool. I haven't looked at a trailer for a game, Mm-hmm and just been like, I want to play that right now in a, such a long time. yeah. Like, that was based on a previous IP right. that I have played right. already. Right. Right. Like, this, this game looks... And I, I don't even really like Souls games. Like, Bloodborne was interesting. I'm just not really good at it. But this looks like it's going to be, like, just a tier below Bloodborne. Maybe a tier above Ghost of Tsushima as far as difficulty.
0: Well, I think it's really easy to compare things to Dark Souls, but I think the reason why this is not going to be another Dark Souls is because of the agency given to the player. Because, again, mm. Dark Souls – I, I would compare if all action games are fighting games, Dark Souls is boxing, meaning right. that there's a lot more emphasis placed on stamina management, defending – dodging and attacking and those are the mechanics that dominate combat not like your ability to throw shadow clones or to use right type, right so to me it's more comparable to ghost of tsushima because you have all these tools at your disposal like we watched you know monkey king get a little bit body during that wolf fight and then transform right and then become like mm-hmm. this like version that can attack with like flames and set the wolf on fire and then do the, the jitsu or whatever <laughs> like Throw out all the different Monkey Kings and all these different abilities. So, to me, if you have a really good command of your character and the different abilities they have, yeah, there's timing involved. We watch the Monkey King do his dodge rolling and stuff like that, and there are very big enemies with very large, bombastic attacks. So that's probably the part that looks like Souls. But I think the agency given to the player and the fact that you don't really seem to get one-shotted, you get chipped away just like the boss gets chipped away, tells me that it is going to be a little bit more approachable. I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I can't the wait. The emphasis will be less on dying and more on do you have command over your abilities or don't you? Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I know you were asking, like, man, you know, talking about trailers that got you excited to play a game right away. I haven't seen a trailer that got me excited to play a game right away like that since probably Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And that was a pre existing property, kind of. But the right. Spider Man game can kind of be judged on its own because it's different developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, and it looks really fun. The story around this game is kind of fascinating. So you would already mentioned it's based on Journey to the West. We've seen a lot of adaptations. It's one of the more highly adapted things, especially in Japanese. Uh, Most games. famously uh, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, right, because yeah. Goku, which if you translate, you know, Son, son Goku, son, son Wukong, he can change into a giant monkey. He rides around on the cloud. He uses a mm-hmm. staff, right? Yep. Then you have Enslaved, Odyssey to the West, little-known 360 game a lot of people should try Great to show game. It out, right? Sun Wukong shows up as, like, a playable demon, I think, in some Shin Megami games, right? Because he is, like, a, uh-huh. he is like a deity. Uh, he was a, he showed up in Warrior's Orochi. I mean, look at Pokemon. Infernape is basically Sun Wukong. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the thing that's interesting about this game is it's developed by a company known as Game Science. It's a Chinese developer, it's made up of former Tencent devs, and this would be touted as China's first AAA game. This is a country mostly known for mobile game development, coming out with a AAA game. And it and their first... I mean, it looks like the get-out of first entries. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> it looks like it's polished, and it looks well-made. It's really impressive.
1: Yeah, like we've so, watched you guys do it for 30 years. Now it's our turn.
0: Yeah, dude, we're just going to come out and do our own. So yeah, I've always really enjoyed media inspired by Journey to the West I really enjoyed like that movie The Forbidden Kingdom where Jet Li played the Monkey King I always thought uh-huh. Monkey King was an interesting character because he's so jovial and silly but so powerful at the same time yeah so we'll see kind of how I mean there was a little bit of Monkey King personality I feel like shown in the trailer but not a ton but you can kind of tell it's a little bit on the goofy side even if it has all the epicness and the huge giant enemies and the Monkey King is going in a deity mode like there was that part at the end where he had like the big kind of feather tassels kind of like Lu wears yeah fighting like a hundred dudes in the clouds oh so cool dynasty warriors i was like that looks epic i mean that that name gets thrown around a lot or that word gets thrown around a lot but i feel like it really applied here yeah and this is one of the four great classical novels of chinese literature and china's making it they're mm-hmm. going to show it respect the kind of respect yeah. it deserves so. mm-hmm. that is some big news and i'm excited to see more about it so if you haven't already uh, dear listeners go check out the trailer for Black Myth, Wukong. I don't think you'll be disappointed if you like action games. All right, so um, I think that's all we got for gaming News, right? Nope, we got one more thing. Oh, hey,
1: bring it out. Yeah, so uh, Sony and many of the developers for the PS5 have been detailing what haptic feedback for the DualSense controller means for their games. Oh, yeah. And I've Yeah, I've got a few things queued up, so okay. I'm just going to read these quotes for you real quick. Okay. From Spider-Man, Miles Morales... Mm-hmm. Creative director Brian Horton said, we'll be hinting to players which direction attacks are coming from by providing haptic feedback from the appropriate direction on the DualSense. As you hold down square to do a Venom punch, you will feel Spider-Man's bioelectricity crackle across from the left side of the controller, culminating in the right side on impact. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of words, but it sounds nice. Sounds really, really good. Yeah, I'm not going to read through all of these because some of them are a little...
0: Probably easy to Google, though, right? Yeah, it. really easy to Google.
1: uh The other, the other one that I'll mention is a uh, Death Loop, the game being made by Arcane Studios. In that game, your gun can jam, and when your gun jams in the game, you will not be able to pull the trigger. So it'll stop you from. The so game. that's, that's yeah, exactly. So that yeah, that's gonna let you know that you need to reload or that or whatever uh the game uh, has for you in that moment. But yeah, I'm I, I'm excited. How i'm excited for haptic feedback because that sounds like a lot oh they're gonna be like 80 bucks yeah you think so I, yeah it'll be like 80 bucks it's nice to see some new some new technology come through with the controller
0: i wonder when they start doing re-releases for games they optimize that were on the previous generation like we talked about witcher as an example that will probably happen. if they'll mm-hmm. incorporate some of those new features you know i can't think of yeah. what that would be like for the witcher but maybe when he's casting signs you know yeah so. i
1: don't know I, I i'm ready i'm ready to see see what's going on oh, trying to get my funny. store credit up. some
0: gimmicky bullshit in their controller they're going to come out with the game to showcase it off for sure <laughs> oh yeah and it's going to be bad yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever on. game I count tell you how count number of times that i like turn on the lighter by sliding across the gamepad like okay right
1: i, I could have just used the d d pad but okay
0: all right, all right it's fine that's 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 the game cool all right well let's get into these deals this is this is gonna, might be a longer episode than last week man Wow. Yeah. I didn't think we had a ton to talk about, but we had a ton to say, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we sure did. All right. Well, um, game deals. So I'm trying to kind of branch out. I, there were a lot of deals on PC. Steam deals don't really interest me as much because I feel like they're always Steam deals. But, you know, if I ever get any feedback from listeners, they want to hear more about Steam deals, we can definitely talk about that. For eShop, there was a lot of games coming out under 10 bucks that were interesting. Moonlighter is a really good game people should play. It is a procedurally generated dungeon crawler where you go and get supplies and then you run a merchant shop and you sell those supplies during the day. So it's kind of got like store sim slash dungeon crawling kind of put together in a game. I really had a lot of fun with it. Let's see Blazing Chrome, which is kind of like an 8-bit Contra-style shooter. Looks really cool. That's on sale for under $10. bucks. they are both like $8.50 each. Castle Crashers is on the eShop for $8.99. If you haven't played Castle Crashers yet, do it. It's one of the greatest beat em ups out there, for sure. Like, hands down. I got the yeah, actual I got 360 and it. I played it a ton. So, definitely nice. a must-buy, I think. Bro Force? That bro a- Force! Bro Force! That game where you can play as all your classic bro 80s action heroes and 90s. You can play as Blade, right? You can play as uh, John McClane. Any character that Arnold Schwarzenegger has ever played in any movie ever. Same thing with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. So that's like three dollars and seventy four cents. Worth it. Let's see. Oh, also on the PlayStation Network, they they got that under twenty sale. I know that you're going to talk about it in a bit, but Warriors, the Warriors remaster, which is a really good brawler, that's for eight ninety nine. That's worth picking up. So what, what you got?
1: Let's see, I got a uh, Death Stranding is seventeen ninety nine at GameFly dot com right now. Okay. I've never ordered from them personally, but when I look in the gaming groups that I'm in, they always say that their games come with all the necessary stuff so it has the case and the artwork and whatever manuals
0: so they don't just throw those out whenever they get the game for renting
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> hey,
0: pro so, tip, if you have a Gamefly account, if you haven't already been doing this, typically when you rent Switch games from Gamefly, you can get the points off the carts. They don't usually get the points. Oh, so nice. If you're like the first person to rent it, there's a pretty good chance that you'll be able to get those points, which is nice. I got points <laughs> for Let's Go Pikachu way back in the day for free. <laughs> so oh, that's, that's cool.
1: Somewhere. Awesome. For the under-20 sale, I just grabbed a couple that were interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, the Jack and Daxter bundle is fourteen seventy nine. That includes Jack and Daxter 1, Jack 2, Jack 3, and Jack X Combat Racing. Cool. That is a steal. Yeah. I love the Jack and Daxter games. I've beaten...
0: Yeah, for 2 and 3 alone, it's worth it. I'm yeah, sure. and I even
1: love 1. Like, Yeah, 1 is just... They're all good.
0: I never finished 1. Um, it, I, I'm not going to knock really? it. Like I think it was cool. It's just, at the time, Ratchet & Clank was already out, and I was way more into that, so then when it started to act like Ratchet yeah. & Clank from Jack 2 on, I was like, okay, I can get with this. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jack Jack 1 was really... Uh, I, bare bones. When it, yeah, it was way more focused versus, uh, on platforming. like weapons and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was fine. Yeah. Like Naughty, this is from a time when Naughty Dog to, to me, Naughty Dog has not missed yet.
0: No, no. The, if there's one thing you can yeah. say about Naughty Dog is that they consistently put out good games. Like they, they haven't put out a yeah. bad game, in my opinion. So. Yeah,
1: Crash, Jack
0: and Daxter, they Uncharted, the last party, But they're good games. They're solid. Right. Yeah.
1: And the uh, other game, uh, if you're a big JRPG nerd like me. Tales of Berseria, which is part of the Tales series, yeah, that's really cheap, is man. only nine ninety nine. I think
0: I saw it for even cheaper. than So that. I thought I saw it for like five bucks somewhere. Really? Yeah. All oh, the well, I might well, have to go in there the deals real quick because I don't want to leave people wrong. But I remember Tales of Berseria being on sale for like stupid cheap. So yeah, keep going. I'll I'll check into that.
1: Let's see. Nac two is nine ninety nine. Yeah, two baby. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> Game of the year, baby. <laughs> It is on sale.
0: So, at, Mario Brothers uh, Two. Sorry, we're done we're uh, it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on sale at uh, Amazon right now for nine
1: ninety nine.
0: Okay, yeah, I feel like I heard about. Yeah, I think you can get it on uh, GameStop for nine ninety nine too. Uh, neck. Yeah, neck too. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can get a GameStop for nine ninety nine as well. Just in case you're interested in buying from them instead of Amazon, I don't know why you would be, but just saying. Right, <laughs>
1: well, yeah, uh, pretty much, uh, just go to the PlayStation Store and go to the under twenty dollar deals, and there's there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of
0: good stuff. All right, well, I think Tales of Presaria. I was looking for it. I think maybe it was on sale for five on PC, which makes um, sense. You're you're gonna get stuff on PC. You're always gonna get a little bit cheaper than for consoles. Yeah. So. If I see anything differently, and maybe I'll put it in the notes of the episode, but I don't want to spend the whole episode trying to track it down, because I saw it, like, a few days ago. So, no big deal. So, let's go ahead and get this bad boy wrapped up. We're at an hour and a half before editing. Ooh, Ooh, not a lot. Yeah, we had a lot to say. So let me ask you, uh, Derek, this week, what you feeling?
1: I am feeling a YouTuber by the name of SSJ9K. Mm -hmm. He is a primarily Dragon Ball parody YouTuber, but he also does, like, other anime stuff like My Hero Academia and Yu-Gi-Oh! and just just a bunch of different parodies and it's to the point where I listen to his songs so much that my daughter actually knows the songs and sings them and they're not like really appropriate for <laughs> a three-year-old to be singing but it's, it's so speaking. funny. It's a miracle. Yeah, she's speaking It's a miracle. That was a Japan Sings 2020 uh, reference. If you've seen that, you know exactly what we're talking about and why we're we laughing so hard. Mother, um, thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of need to see that now. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of
1: crazy shit that happens in that show. That just happens to be the funniest thing. Yeah. But yeah, he's got a parody of Roddy Rich's The Box called The Bach, which is uh, Katsuki Bakugo from My Hero Academia mm-hmm. rapping, <laughs> rapping the song. And Nora sings that like. She's like, Can we listen to the Bach? <laughs> she wants I'm to like, yeah. Rock, baby. yeah, I'm like, Yeah, we can listen to the Bach. I <laughs> uh, will put that on. But yeah, he does a, a lot of uh, musical parodies and a lot of times he'll have characters rapping, rap battle against each other. Mm. it's just it's just entertaining. It's it's hilarious. And it's really uh base as far as like the comedy's concerned. Like there's a lot of butt and penis jokes yeah, in there, but like
0: my way entertainment, just like oh, I'm a juggernaut, bitch, stuff like that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's real base, but it, you need that sometimes. It's real. And in the inner fourteen, think, inner fourteen, too hard about it to get fed.
0: I understand that. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I'm feeling this week.
0: So well, don't feel too bad. My four year old keeps going around like there's some horse in this house. There's some yeah. <laughs> but he keeps saying word? there's a horse in his house. He goes, "There's no horses in the house, Daddy," and I'm like, "Okay." Hey. <laughs> All right, well, I'm um, actually. Uh, what ass p word? <laughs> just uh, just uh, get a bucket and a mop. P <laughs> oh. That's the gift that keeps on giving, that song. Uh, So I'm feeling a YouTube channel this week, actually, too. There is a YouTube channel out there called Jaden Animations. Have you heard of it before?
1: I have not.
0: There's a pretty large community, I think, on YouTube. And by extension, it used to be Newgrounds. Although I think she's younger, so I don't think she's of the Newgrounds generation. But she rolls with some of those people like Aaron Hansen that used to be. Jaden Animations, uh, she does... Adobe Flash animating. She's really good. A lot of her animations are very funny. She got on my radar because she did a video called I Attempted My First Pokemon Nuzlocke. And she does a a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Ruby. For those who don't know, a Nuzlocke run is where you apply your own rules to Pokemon to make the game harder. So traditionally, there's variants of the rules, but traditionally, if a Pokemon faints, it's dead forever and you can't use it. You can only catch the first Pokemon you encounter on each route, and if you accidentally knock that Pokemon out, you don't get a Pokemon on that route. And you have to basically go from the beginning of the game to the end of the game with permadeath for your Pokemon. And I think it, a lot of extra rules are like, you know, around item use, or like you have to. I think she followed the rule where you have to nickname each one of the Pokemon you use, or each one that you catch, I should say, so that way you develop more of a bond with them. And it's, it's really good. And she does other video game animations and animations around her life and stuff like that but they're really funny and they're really interesting and she's gotten to the point now where she has a team so a lot of the quality on them i think the most one of the most recent videos she released was about another pokemon game one of the pokemon ranger games on ds and how it's actually really decent and she Mm -hmm. talks about her journey through that game through animation so i would recommend people checking those out if you like funny video game related animations I think she's pretty charming. So, And that's Jaden spelled J-A-I-D-E-N. Awesome. Well, I think that might be time for us. So, Derek, if the people are liking what they're hearing, they're interested in those sweet deals and pickups, that's something we didn't talk about. So why don't you give us where we can find you, maybe talk about a few pickups you have and where people can uh, locate those deals.
1: Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at goodies underscore more. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at... Gamer Goodies More, and you can check out all the sweet deals that I pick up at ebay.com slash str slash Gamer Goodies More. And just a couple things that I picked up this week, actually yesterday, I grabbed a couple of Dark Souls trilogies for PS4 and Xbox One. And if you don't know, that's a becoming very hard game to find. And I also picked up Red Dead Redemption 2 Ultimate Edition on PS4, 3D Game Heroes, for the ps3 which is like a old school zelda style game and it is actually pretty good i've played quite a bit of it and i really enjoyed what i played and all these things are up on my ebay store so if you want to check those out then feel free and that is about it
0: excellent all right well i got a few changes to my schedule so i'll mention those for those interested you can follow me on twitter at mike peterson al you can check out my youtube channel for my past streams that have Expired from Twitch at MC Paperstacks plays, and of course my Twitch channel is Twitch.tv/MC Paperstacks. So I'm keeping the same schedule as I used to: Monday Brawlers at nine, Friday Night Frights at ten, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at eight. We're playing the main game right now. It's Ghost of Tsushima. Pretty soon it'll be Last of Us too. I have temporarily ceased Wednesday Blind plays and Sunday Witcher plays for now just to kind of give myself a bit of a break because i was kind of streaming every single night so and there may be some adjustments to the schedule in the future but we're still sticking out with ghost of tsushima we're going to finish that game for sure and you're still going to see me jump scaring myself every friday night and doing a little bit of brawling on Mondays. days so if you want to check out future uploads of our podcast our hub is at anchor.fm slash player2 has entered the pod and we always upload on sundays uh, at The Hub, you can check us out on other platforms such as Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And, of course, you can also donate to The Cause if you wish to help us continue doing uh, making the show that you love. Now, Apple Podcasts is interesting. I was checking them out recently. They have a feature where you can actually rate the podcast. And we do have one rating. Someone gave us five stars. Thank you for that. I really do. Awesome. Yeah. So if you have the Apple app... Even if you don't prefer to listen to us through Apple, if you want to hop on there and give us a rating, it would really help us out, and we'd appreciate the feedback. And as far as feedback goes, of course, as always, you can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, feedbacks, concerns, and I have that local Facebook group that you can join if you wish, facebook.com slash group slash indiegamers. All right, that is our show. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: See ya.